1: hello and welcome to the movie podcast my name is daniel and i am joined once again virtually by anthony hello everyone and shabazz hello shabazz hey guys how's it going how are you guys doing? I literally <laughs> thought
0: I was like being charged with something.
2: <laughs> I was like, okay, I gotta do a normal one today. So how do I do a normal hello? And I went, I, th- I think I made it too normal that it became suspicious. Fake. It became You're a little suspicious, sus, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, in compliance with the province of Ontario, we are back to recording remotely for now, um, which is... You know, we're, I think we're pretty much masters at right now. You know, we record most so. of our movie reviews like this. So, I mean, we're masters at this. But we're going to keep on figuring out ways to evolve and improve and hopefully um, start having some video with this. Maybe in the new year. You know, 2020 is a year of opportunities. It's so, we're true. looking forward to that um as always you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday across all your favorite podcast services if you want to write in and be part of the show which we really encourage you do uh give us your comments suggestions corrections head over to this time slash talk that's this time slash t-a-l-k uh don't forget you can follow us on instagram and twitter at the movie podcast and join our discord we're having some really fun conversations in there right now we're slowly growing that community on discord and uh don't forget as well uh you can leave us a review on ye old apple Podcasts, and we will read our review out uh to our lovely listeners here it's been a crazy week you know we we i said it at the top of the show um we're heading back into lockdown here in Ontario and Toronto and the Peel region and all that. Um, this week though, we did get to check out Avengers station, um, which was really cool. Avenger station is like an, an Avengers exhibit opening up in Yorkdale. And you know, myself, uh, Shay and Anthony, we got to attend it as media and it was a really cool experience. So Shay,
2: tell us, tell us, start us off. What did you think of the Avengers station? So, I mean, from the the first thing that I want to say is, right from the outside, they have this giant Avengers A and this this huge wall, these gigantic uh monolithic posters, and immediately you kind of get this giddy feeling, You're like wow, like this looks legit. So I'm very it's excited for inherent. it. in here, exactly. This is gonna be really cool. So, uh, and then right when you walk in, immediately we were kind of greeted and told about all the amazing things that they've been doing for. Uh, health and safety, uh, they've obviously, they said that they've worked on um, creating more vents to uh, oscillate the air inside to kind of keep the air, fresh air going. That way it's, you know, you don't feel that that stuffiness that I guess you can get and makes it a bit of a healthier environment. Uh, but immediately, like, you're, you're kind of, you, you on your on, when you walk in on your left side, you have your gift shop and on the right side, kind of like your main entrance. And it might look in the beginning like, oh, okay, this looks kind of Like, it's not going to be that amazing. But honestly, when you walk through those doors, everything changes.
1: Yeah, you literally feel like it gives you that Disney experience, I think, Mm -hmm. where once you're in there, you feel like you're in another world. Exactly. You, you You don't feel like you're inside of a mall. And it was really cool. Like you literally right away, you're briefed by Maria Hill. She's kind of giving you your assignment saying, Hey, you're part of the Avenger station. Now you're going to help us out. And then you immediately kind of go through this, like really cool, like the light show and everything that they have in there is, is pretty spectacular. And the music swells and like, you're getting all excited. And then you kind of unleash into these different uh, giant, uh, rooms or these stations across like this exhibition. Um, and immediately you're just greeted to, you know, a wall of Iron Man suits and like just experiences and the Hulkbuster. And you're just like, oh my God, like you just feel like you're in like Tony's workshop. It's really, really cool. Um, there's a, there's every kind of main Avenger gets their own kind of space. Uh, but we'll get into that a bit more. Uh, something you touched on, Shay, that I I, I really wanted to focus on is um the element of safety um so again this right now we'll, re- we'll read the statement that they put out because of course with compliance of the ontario government they are closing right now uh, but they are going to open up uh but yeah something they stress to us is that they uh the, the ventilation they have double what that space needs uh they have hand sanitizer everywhere they have um touchless they have like touch screen experiences but they give you like sanitized styluses um, so and and everything's timed and spaced out. So it, we we felt very safe when we were there. And of course, it's masks mandatory, as it is everywhere. As you should be wearing a mask. Um, Anthony, what did you think of the Avengers Station experience?
0: I really really liked it. For the time that it took to you know premiere and show up in the mall and get set up to the actual experience was crazy because I remember passing by it in. I want to say October, and I was exp- I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was, and then being able to get invited to it and see what it actually looked like was crazy. You felt like you you weren't in the mall anymore. You were at like some sort of theme park, exploring these Marvel characters and learning about them. It was it's literally like a museum for for uh, adventure characters. You get to see Iron Man and Thor, and you get Captain America, you get the, um, Black Black Panthers. Yeah. And you see all their costumes. You learn about their characters. It's not about, it's not like a movie. It's not like how they made the movie. It's more of like, these are the characters and this is, this is what they like. This is the information about them. So Ant-Man has its own stuff. um, And there's a lot of interactive material. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed Iron Man suits. They have pretty much all of them that you've seen in the movies, even the Hulkbuster. Um, I I would say, like, if you have kids who are really in um, into Marvel characters, this is a huge win for them, because they'll be excited to learn and explore, and, and I guess you don't touch anything. They give you these stylists just for you know during the pandemic so you get to touch and interact with all these these things that are around you but um i really really dug it
1: yeah it was awesome so yeah we had the iron man room we had the hulk uh room uh captain america and marvel black panther uh we had a room like you said that had like falcons wings and black widow suit and hawkeye suit and ant-man suit and there's like pro- there's like ant projections on the floor that are pointing in an arrow towards Ant-Man suit. But as you walk over them, they all kind of scatter. It's really, really cool. There's, there's such cool attention to detail in this, um, at the Avenger station at Yorkdale. And just, it's just really cool to see what they're doing. And, you know, they, they said as well that, um, they have a lot of different modes to the exhibit. So for z- visitors who need like certain accessibility needs, or, um, if they need to change anything, they have all those options there, especially if you're bringing, um, anyone who may have autism or things like that they said they're very uh, conscious of that and they're they have different modes set up to assist with that which i thought was really cool um that that was planned and they said that this exhibition was built and designed with COVID in mind right because this was all put together during coronavirus and everything mm-hmm. so the spacing and everything was done to accommodate that there's a lot uh, of great really surprises cool. Yeah, there's a lot of great surprises and, and things that we don't want to spoil, of course, but um, AvengerStationCanada.com is the website. If you want to go grab tickets right now, um, it is closed, and they put out a statement on their Instagram, um, and I'll read you what they said right now. Um, so Avengers station uh canada and keeping our city safe is top priority in compliance with the province of ontario's announcement this afternoon we will be temporary closing vendor station effective monday november 23rd we will remain open on saturday november 21st and sunday november 22nd don't worry all tickets will be rescheduled once a reopening date can be confirmed in the unlikely event of a permanent shutdown all tickets will be fully refunded keep an eye on our social media and com for the latest information As it becomes available, we will reopen when it is safe to do so. Stay safe. So I thought that was a great statement that they put out. I was talking with them as well too and they said that they are working on bringing some of the gift shop options online so they could have uh, something that you could still order from their website available because they have some really Mm -hmm. cool stuff in the gift shop. um, Some specific posters that are only available in, in Toronto and they have a Roots collaboration as well there too. So they're doing some really cool stuff at Avenger Station. So once everything is safe to do so, I'm excited for people to be able to check this out. Because we've had so many people messaging us, asking about it. And we know we've had some friends already that have gone this weekend to check it out because they're, they've been so excited for it. So hopefully soon, you know, hopefully once um, hopefully once we're out of this lockdown and things are a bit safer, people will be able to check it out because it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, uh, guys, you know, we do have a big holiday coming up around the corner. And I was just wondering, uh, we have, oh, there's a bunch actually. Uh, But I was just wondering, what are some gift ideas that you guys have for, for this time of year, for Christmas, for Hanukkahs, for Kwanzaa's, for whatever, any, any gift that you're giving in December, we have, there's lots of options for movie lovers. Anthony, I want to kick it over to you. What do you see? What's a gift idea that you want to throw out?
0: Well, if you know someone who loves posters, um you know utilizing mondo and uh bottleneck gallery for those film lovers there's a ton of different uh screen prints available that you could purchase uh before you know the the holiday season starts to pick up um usually during uh Black Friday there are sales, so I would also you know check out this week's coming sales to see if there's anything that's um That would probably be one of those better gifts to give and those surprise and delight type of
1: gifts to give. And they have gift cards as well, which is great too. Bottleneck and Mondo. They have gift cards that you could get so you could gift those um, because there's lots on those websites, like you said. Like There's posters but they also do puzzles and stuff in the style of the posters, so there's so many options. They also do Christmas sweaters
0: too, which is dope too.
2: Shay, how about you? Uh, for me, I, I'd say definitely look into your local bookstore in terms of Indigo is that we have that's pretty popular here. Um, a lot of great coffee book ideas related to films. Um, I know over the years, I've definitely gotten some great ones. And recently, I got a, I got one from about Quentin Tarantino, and it's just a bunch of shots from his movies and some information about them. Uh, but I absolutely love having these books in my house because they just add this film lover aesthetic that I that I'm so fond of. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, the books was one that I was going to suggest, actually. Um, I, I'm a huge collector of the Marvel Cinematic Universe like art books, mm-hmm. so there's so, like, obviously we're 23, 24 movies deep. There's so many different art books that you could choose from, so I would definitely take a look at the, the art books. Um, and also, again, right now movie theaters are closed, um, so if you're looking to either uh, supports your local theater via gift card. You could do that, or you know, iTunes cards go a long way too because you could rent movies, you could purchase movies. I know right now, um, iTunes cards are on sale, like at Costco and things like that. So there's that iTunes gift card could be stretched a long way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome, but yeah, we'll we'll check in next week. We'll give some more suggestions weekly as we lead up to Christmas. Uh, but for announcements for this week, uh, last week, if you miss it, we had. The Weekenders creator Doug Langdale on the show. Uh, This week, we also had our Antebellum review go up as well. And I'm going to kick it over to Shabazz to give you an update on our next
2: bracket. So, bracket season is coming. We took a month off. You know, we let you guys recover from all those horror movies. And now we're going into something very, very similar and scary Christmas movies. So, we're going to be going into (laughs) some really good Christmas movies and we're going to come down to What's going to win? Obviously, you'll have your your classics in there, your favorites, but you know you may get some ones you didn't expect. So I'm excited for you guys to see what uh, what that looks like in the next coming weeks.
1: Awesome. So stay tuned for our social media. Again, that's Instagram.com slash The Movie Podcast or at The Movie Podcast on Instagram. You can follow us there. And I think it's time to get into the news. You know was that, what? Was that good? It, I don't know. I don't know. We won't know until we play back the tape. (laughs) Roll it back. Oh, boy. Let's go back. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into our first story this week. Wonder Woman 1984 to debut both on HBO Max and in theaters. This is coming from Rebecca Rubin at Variety. Audiences will get to see Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day after all. After much speculation, Warner Brothers announced that the superhero sequel will debut on the streaming service HBO Max on December 25th. The same day it will open in the U.S. movie theaters internationally where hbo max is not available wonder woman 1984 will premiere in cinemas one week earlier on december 16th the film will stream on hbo max for a month at no additional cost to subscribers as we navigate these unprecedented times we've had to be innovative in keeping our businesses moving forward while continuing to super serve our fans said anna sarnoff chair of ceo warner media studios and networks group which includes Warner Brothers Pictures. This is an amazing film that really comes to life on the big screen, and working with our partners in the exhibition community will provide that option to consumers in the U.S. where theaters are open. We realized that a lot of consumers can't go back to the movies due to the pandemic, so we wanted to help them give the option to see Wonder Woman 1984 via our HBO platform. So this was a huge wave of news that came this week. Um, I think this is probably the biggest film right now to come to streaming first I mean is there anything else that comes to mind for you guys right now this is the biggest studio blockbuster to come to streaming you, right away
2: yeah it, it would have been something like if, if Tenet did it then that, it would have been Tenet but since Tenet did not do that it's definitely this
1: I mean, this is this is pretty big news, and I mean, this is a huge get for HBO Max, obviously, we know uh, it's not HBO Max is not lighting the world on fire right now, but it is a platform that has a lot of amazing content on it. And to have Wonder Woman 1984 there, day one, without any additional fee that's pretty substantial Mm -hmm. um i'm thinking right now uh pixar also has soul opening up on christmas day on disney plus so there's some huge movies coming christmas day and i think this is literally the the domino now that is going to start tipping that we're going to see a lot more films follow this um follow this uh this method anthony what do you think of this
0: I dig it. This is something I've been requesting for quite some time, and it's. I'm glad it's coming out Christmas Day because it's a great movie to watch with the family during Christmas time. Um, I hope Disney decides to maybe up their, you know, Black Widow movie that's coming out whenever. I'm not too sure. Probably May. May. Um, two this time as well maybe there will be a a competition between the two who gets how many views (laughs) on christmas day but with soul being released that day i i doubt it but yeah i i dig wonder woman coming out
1: i hope we get it though like as canadians that's the that's the only (laughs) stipulation that was also addressed this week and it turns out that crave which is our hbo max equivalent but not so much equivalent here in canada will not be getting wonder woman 1984 i'm hoping that that changes between now and christmas day but that's kind of a big blow to canadians especially you know with us being in lockdown here in ontario you know like give us an option to watch this movie too because i don't think theaters are going to be open here
2: for it anyway they won't. <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't think they will either. And um, I wish if they, if they don't do it on Crave, which I'm not surprised. I had a feeling going into it because they didn't show witches on Crave either, if I'm correct. No, it did not. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not caught off guard here. I had a feeling that the big ones would be off Crave, which is super disappointing. Uh, but if, if not, give us the opportunity to, to rent it or buy it off of iTunes because I'll gladly do that. Yep. I'll pay
1: 30 bucks Yeah, 100%. Thirty four. I'll be. I'll, I'd hundred percent pay thirty bucks for like a four K Dolby version of this movie. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, HBO Max doesn't do four K mm-hmm. and HDR and all that. So, like, yeah, give us an option to watch this the best way possible.
2: Yeah, same with Grave. They don't even have a four K option either. Um, I, but uh, I am glad though that at least like every christmas time you know boxing day for us in canada i usually go to the theater in daniel i know we, we've been going past couple years yep. together but I'm, I'm glad at least that i still get to keep the new movie tradition alive during this time of year
1: yeah because i mean like christmas day like as much as i want to watch is christmas day it might be a little tough to watch because with family festivities and all that right but right boxing day 100 i'm blocking out my entire boxing day to watch wonder woman and then soul and then whatever else comes hopefully Hopefully there'll be some new, some surprises released as well on Christmas Day. Who knows? But, you know, I think I really think going into 2021 and seeing where we are right now and Wonder Woman was one of those films just like Tenet that was such a champion of, no, we want to release in theaters. Patty Jenkins, the director, was like, no, we we want to have this in theaters. We want to shoot this on film. We want this to be seen on a big screen. And this couldn't have been an easy decision for her and for Warner Brothers, but I think when you look at where we are in the world right now, I think it's important for, you know, I think theaters will come out of this, but for right now, I think people need to have some type of an escape as well. And One Roman 1984, I think will be a big um, help for that. Now, the question is, does this help HBO's platform, HBO Max platform? <laughs> yeah, that's the big question. Because, you know, again, this is a huge get for them. And I am hope this was made to really help that, you know, a couple weeks ago, we spoke about how Disney is putting all of their steam right now into Disney Plus. They have 75 or 77 million subscribers right now. HBO is nowhere near that with HBO Max. So they need to catch up. And I think Wonder Woman will help. And then coming into the new year, we know the Snyder Cut is coming. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen moving forward? Shay, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think that this at this point was hopefully give HBO Max a boost. Obviously, us not being in the States, all we can do is see the effect that HBO Max has. And it seems to be not a lot. Maybe when we're actually in the United States, you'll you'll feel its presence a lot more. Um, And I hope that, you know, one day we do get it or they really make that clarity between what Crave is and HBO is. Because it's really shitty, because now that I think about it, if Wonder Woman 1984 is not going to Crave, that can only mean that the Snyder Cut might not end up on Crave either.
1: Right. right, right. So who knows? Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, I hate not knowing. I hate, I, I wish that when this decision was made, and I get there's different legality things in play here, but you know, Wonder Woman is such a global film that I wish Warner Brothers was like, hey, you know what? HBO Max for our United States uh, subscribers, Cray for our Canadian subscribers, uh, this for our people in, in Europe. Like, I wish they came out and just kind of laid out their plan for this because, you know, you're leaving a lot of people in the dark. And I get the United States is such a big market, but, you know, Canada, you know, Canada's your friend, you know, like, support us with movies too. We want to be able to watch them right uh can- continuing on like, a very similar news story where uh, ties into this a little bit cineplex and universal filmed uh film entertainment group enter new dynamic window agreement this is coming from the cineplex News Wire. canada's largest and most innovative film exhibitor and universal filmed entertainment group today announced a multi-year agreement for theatrical exclusivity windows in the canadian market This new dynamic window agreement between the two companies preserves the theatrical experience while adapting and changing consumer behavior, particularly as the world and the entertainment industry navigate the effects of COVID-19 pandemic. The two companies are committed to creating a sustainable model for years to come. Similar to the agreement that Universal has established with other major exhibitors coming into effect immediately, the agreement guarantees at least three full weekends, 17 days of theatrical exclusivity for all universal pictures and focus theatrical releases. At which point the studio will have the option to make its tit- make its titles available across premium on-demand video, PVOD platforms including the Cineplex store. Under the terms of the deal, any title that has a North American opening box, box office open, sorry, let me say this again. Under the terms of the new deal, Any title that has a North American opening weekend box office of $50 or more, including franchise titles, will play exclusively in theaters for at least five full weekends, 31 days, before the title can be made available on PVOD. The pandemic has given the industry and movie lovers around the globe a new appreciation for the magic of the big screen experience, said Alice Jacobs. President of CEO of Cineplex. We are pleased to work alongside like-minded partners such as Universal, a studio that respects the theatrical window and is committed to the sustainable long-term health of the theatrical ecosystem. So to break that all down for you, any movie that's being released by Universal or Focus Pictures that doesn't make uh, $50 million or more opening weekend will be able to go to home release and rental and pvod and itunes and all that in 17 days if it makes more than 50 million dollars opening weekend then it has a 31 day exclusivity to theaters so basically any big blockbuster franchise will be on um will be released within a month at home does that make sense
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it it seems complicated, but I mean, at least at the end of the day, it's something that we're trying to see. I actually did not expect to see this in Canada, if I'm going to be honest. It it seemed like such a thing that we'd hear for American, you know, theater companies. But um, yeah, surprised. Yeah, I mean, and this is something that
1: they they, uh, made a deal with AMC Theaters a few weeks back or a few months back, you know, for this. for this kind of theatrical window um, offering. And, you know, it's nice to see Cineplex adapting to that. Cause we just want to make sure that we we're getting these movies here too.
0: Yeah. I, I, when I read this, I thought, well, that makes sense. This is, some, this is something they should have been doing a while ago. Um, just because you, there are, there are movies that are in theaters for so long when they should be available on demand within a month after or two months after. Um, and you know, we see the trend in terms of blockbuster films where they'll make a hundred million the first week. And then the second week they're 30 million and slowly drops down. So the faster, the better because a lot of people, if they really want to watch a movie, will watch it that first week or that second week. And that's what this, this whole like structure seems to be revolving around that idea that once it hits that plateau, and starts to drop down, we'll get it to VOD for people who want to watch it again and pay a little bit more than they would normally pay to, to watch, um, watch a movie at home. So, yeah. I think it makes sense. Um, I'm just wondering, as like, if, if I was a director, would I want my movie? Would I, would, would I want to work with Universal? Because I know this is the deal that's happened. Um, behind the scenes, in the sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I know my movie doesn't make enough and it goes to VOD instead of it still being in theaters and maybe getting that cult following, like Christopher Nolan, for example, would he, would he sign on to do a universal film with this type of agreement that is
1: uh, set up with theaters? I don't think so. That's a great question. I mean, I think, you know, we have... I don't think he'll have a choice, to be honest with you. Because if if Warner Brothers comes up with this arrangement, I think he's only going to see it as, you know, my movies coming to theaters. That's the most important thing. You know, we have all these directors, which we were talking about last week, who have gone over to Netflix or Apple TV or where have you to create content. I think this is just, this is only something that will allow theaters to survive. Mm-hmm. So, I think at the end of the day, like, it's only a matter of time before all studios do something into this agreement. And, you know, it's either do it or don't, but either do it or don't make a movie, you know, like what are they going to say? Right. It's five weeks, correct? It's, it's five, five full weekends. Yeah. So 31 days.
0: So Christopher Nolan films will be coming out a lot
1: sooner than they usually do a month. Uh, You know, like we got tenant in August And we're only getting it on home release December 15th. Mm -hmm. So it would have been dope to have Tenet in September to watch for people and people could have kept it top of mind and stuff like that. But now, you know, we're going to the holiday sure with it, but you know, I don't think, I think this is going to be the last traditional film to do that. You know, I don't think we're going to, I think Tenet's going to be that literally the last film to have that traditional let's wait four or five months before it releases at home i I don't think that's gonna exist anymore
2: no it's it's tough to kind of keep that that model of available now especially when you talk about movies and how they want to stay in conversation like tenant was in conversation for the wrong reasons for the longest time and and now that it's taking so long to kind of get out there digitally in a time when now all these other movies will be coming out digitally that are newer i don't know I, i honestly i honestly don't know it's going yeah. to it be, be interesting. Can I? ask will be be interesting. Can
0: I ask a question? Sure. Do you think Christopher Nolan regrets putting the trailer out on Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Oh, oh yeah. He's, he's like, like he's- no
2: kid <laughs> when he's <in> this movie. <laughs>
1: no one no kid watched this movie <laughs> yeah I, I don't think that's not it's not even just the kids i don't think hardly any like anybody watched the movie right now i mean like canada got it europe europe got it but like the states didn't really get
2: it so. i swear he doesn't oh, even God. know what Fortnite is yet like he's like what do you no. why does everyone keep telling me my trailer is coming out in a fortnight it's already <laughs> it's out <coming. laughs> it's not coming in two days it's yeah, already but, out it's two days it's two weeks right Fortnite? it's two weeks i don't know uh, Anthony, you're, you're Shakespearean, you know. A fortnight? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a friggin'
0: soldier. Uh, two weeks. Yeah, Fortnite's two weeks. Isn't that like a, a soldier fortnight?
2: term? Fortnite? Uh, it sounds more like Shakespearean to me, but uh, okay. Sorry, like two weeks. You know, weeks. our Shakespeare Sorry.
1: bands, you know, write in, let us know dot
2: com shakespeare
1: moving on to the news this week deadpool 3 marvel studios and ryan reynolds tapped the molyneux sisters to pen the sequel this is coming from justin kroll of deadline as disney continues to figure out what to do with the fox properties they acquired in the merger one of the biggest ips deadpool looks to be getting momentum sources tell deadline that bob's burgers veterans wendy molyneux and Liz Lee, sorry <laughs> Lizzie Molyneux uh, Loglin will write Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds set to reprise his role as the wise cracking Marvel superhero. This marks the first Deadpool film where Marvel Studios will work hand in hand with Reynolds and Team Deadpool fans are sure to be excited at Marvel Studios President Kevin Feige's involvement after seeing how he helped revamp the Spider-Man franchise after coming on to help in um, the creative effort for the franchise. So this is exciting news. I mean, I think we all really uh, love Deadpool. We love Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. You know, Canadian anti-hero crazy person, but Deadpool's phenomenal and it's cool to see what it's going to look like under the Marvel, Marvel Studios banner and Uh, What also is not included here is that they're keeping it R-rated from everything that's been discussed so far. So that's great news. Uh, Shay, what do you think about this?
2: Well, I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan. So this was amazing news. Uh, Bob's Burgers comedy is very much, uh, you know, self-aware. It can break the fourth wall as well sometimes. And uh, there's just a lot of good references and and, and winks and nods throughout the whole show. So I think uh, these sisters coming to write the sequel and the script here is Phenomenal! I'm I'm so on board. I can't wait to see what they do. I just hope that it's sooner than later because, man, it feels like forever ago we saw Deadpool too.
1: It was yeah. Was it 2018?
2: It's possible. That sounds like man, a year. That was, it sounds it like a wild. good year
1: for Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony, what do you think about this news? Um, I don't watch
0: Bob's Burgers, so I am just judging by your excitement that this is a great win for them. I, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering how Disney is going to make a rated R film, or w- what banner does it fall under? Uh, did they create a new banner for this type no. of film? Is this still part of the Marvel world? Does Deadpool show up in an epic series with other <laughs> Marvel characters? in? because you got it, like you have to take that into consideration that. Deadpool is a, I would say a rated R type of character in the Marvel world, just because of his humor, as well as his methods of taking care of business is pretty R rated. So how does that translate to Marvel films and other characters? Because I don't want Deadpool to just be on his own and with X-Men all the time. I would love a Deadpool Spider-Man series oh could you imagine that that's just, just great trading
1: quips back and forth it'd be amazing
0: yeah uh so let's see we'll see what happens but it's good that we have some sort of information coming out and it looks uh it looks good
1: we'll see uh Shay, does this do anything for you what does what do you think for me uh like just seeing like what do you like what do you think deadpool's would look like under the marvel studios banner
2: look i i i wouldn't be surprised if um we see it with a twentieth century was it what do they call it twentieth century studios yeah when we, yeah. When we saw um Oh, my God, I'm forgetting the name. New Mutants, for example. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited because I know how Reynolds operates here. He's going to make a lot of fun of all of this, all of this this conjecture that we're dealing with. Everything, yeah. all the fine print of the details will be made fun of, and that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And I truly hope Kevin Feige just kind of gives them the pass on it and says, you can go ahead and say whatever you want. You know? Yeah, I want that's Deadpool. what I hope
0: too. To look at Spider Man, say,
2: go fuck yourself, Spidey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why though? He's, you know, Tom Holland's just a kid.
1: Like. He's just going to he's gonna look like a picture of Iron Man. He's going to be like, go fuck yourself, 3000. Like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah, oh, like
0: yeah. But he's it looking good, at, right? He's looking at uh, Tony
2: Stark's tombstone, though. Oh, man. I'm so glad you guys aren't writing this movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last off, last off this week on the news, uh, uh, updates to one of our pre corona. Uh, good news that dropped in March. HBO gives a full season or a series order of The Last of Us. Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann write and executive produce. This is coming from HBO Media. HBO has given a series order to the drama The Last of Us. It was announced today by Francesca Orsi, Executive Vice President of HBO Programming. Craig Mazin, who is the creator of Chernobyl and Neil Druckmann, who is the creator of the last of us and the uncharted uh, and writer for the uncharted video game franchise. And Carolyn Strauss, who um, is coming also from HBO Chernobyl and game of Thrones are executive producers along with naughty dogs, Evan Wells and PlayStation productions, Assad Kizilbash, and Carter Swan written by Mazin and Druckmann. The series is a co-production with Sony pictures, television, playstation productions world games and naughty dog uh to produce this is great news obviously we knew the series was coming but it's even better news knowing that they've been picked up for series and uh, basically a first season of the show uh shay i'm going to kick it over to you to talk about this
2: uh man uh this is exciting this is obviously what i was hoping for more obviously but um that's just the the fan in me but I, I, this is great news I, I can't wait to see something. I hope we get casting news soon, um, because this is oh, this is phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't wait to get back into the Last of Us Part Two on my PS5. That's the one game that I'm like, okay, maybe this week I'll 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 finally restart it and feel the misery and the dread that I gave gave me <laughs> right before Christmas. You know, right
1: before Christmas. You know, nothing better.
2: Yeah, but this is great. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, so many people from the game are attached to this too. So I, I can see them go Season 1, Last of Us Part 1, the game, and then maybe Season 2 would still be a little bit more of that. And, you know, you take all those elements from Last of Us Part 2, the uh, the flashbacks, maybe incorporate them as a Season 2, and maybe in Season 3 we actually get to the story that of The Last of Us Part 2. Who knows? But we'll see. I hope it's uh, a,
0: a whole different version of the story you do eh?
1: yeah so you don't want to be you don't want this to be a retelling you just want it somewhere in that world you don't want joel and ellie well
0: no yeah i would like a different type of story because that story to translate that story into a tv series we've already experienced that other than those who haven't played the game Um, but maybe they maybe they do take the story of joel and ellie and they add more things to it just like they did with, you know, Miles Morales Spider Man, it's a different take on Miles Morales, right? There are certain character aspects that are there, but the way his story takes place and how he becomes that character is different.
1: So maybe a little bit different in how Joe and Ellie meet up. Yeah, it's a very it's possible. I mean, there the thing that makes me happy is that Neil Druckmann is attached to this, and obviously Craig Mazin, who mm. um, did such amazing work with Chernobyl. Um, which again, a, a show that was from this year that is just, <laughs> it's crazy. It just feels so long ago now. Yeah. Um, can't wait for this. I don't think we'll, it'd be nice to hear some casting news uh, now that it has been picked up. But realistically, do you guys think we see this by the end of 2021? Or do you no. think we see this beginning no. 2022?
0: Yeah. I was, la- I, you might have heard me laugh because I thought this movie or this series was already in the works. And I remember back during the Comic-Con panel, people were really excited to hear news about this, maybe casting information, but nothing came about. And then to learn that they actually didn't really begin pr- pr- to produce this until November, I'm just thinking this probably won't come out till 2022, and we'll, we won't hear casting until probably March. February. Yeah. Yeah. A year after we had it announced, right? Cuz this is not like something that you're just going to go film in your closet, correct? You're going to have to have what is
2: filmed not. Not much is filmed in the closet. I don't, is that an analogy that I've never heard of before? Listen, <laughs> we can't just film this in a closet. We got to we got to go on, onto a studio. So, is that-
0: Yeah, you got to like find this you got to find the You got to build that production. The you you we we played those games. Those houses look torn. The the grass
2: not in a closet at all. The (laughs)
0: the you know the floodings of certain cities, the destruction, the the dread that a lot of those places bring are really really important to the the storytelling. Mm -hmm. So you you got to think about those sets, and they're not easy to build. And we're still going through a pandemic, and like I said, you can't film it in a closet.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a, I should write down that. That's a good quote I'm, I'm writing down. that
2: one down for sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, we'll get some, some, some news on it soon. You know, a nice little Christmas present would be nice. Uh, new dates for us we have the highly anticipated sequel and continuation of the story of the Shark Boy and Lava Girl series, We Can Be Heroes, directed by Robert Rodriguez, coming to Netflix on January 1st, 2021. <laughs> Because the bad news doesn't stop in 2020. That uh, song? No, I'm, we I'm, can I'm be kidding. heroes.
2: <laughs> we can be heroes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's um,
1: yeah. Bowie, isn't it? Okay, uh, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: guys, uh... oh, the Wallflowers. I don't know the Wallflowers. There's so many hero versions, but yeah, I think it's I think it's the Wallflowers.
1: There's a David Bowie version of it too. That's why I'm. Thinking. Oh yeah, David Bowie. Yeah. Um. Did you guys see the trailer for this? We can be heroes. I, the,
0: I the unfortunately look
2: it? did. Yes. I unfortunately did. I,
0: I did not watch it. I'm not a big, I have, well, not even a big, I'm
2: not.
1: Did you, I'm just, I'm just confused. What's Taylor Lautner doing that? He can't be part of this. You know,
2: I think he <laughs> has a, a, his head on right for once, you know, He's, He's just like no. I'm gonna say no to this one. <laughs> Is there, in the, the woods? Curious? I watched the trailer been, for this, and I, yeah. and I know that, and I know that Robert Rodriguez makes these movies for his kids. Does he still have young kids? Is he still making it for them? <laughs> I'm sure by now they're they're old enough. Because when I was a kid, and Shark Boy and Love Girl came out, I looked at that and said that looks like a dumpster fire
1: it looked awful and somehow the cg looks worse in this one than it did in 2005
2: and then when i saw this i'm like oh this is probably like like a fan-made film that like someone's doing for fun and then i invested my two minutes and i realized no it's it's a netflix movie and oh my god it looks like just dreadful just absolutely look out
1: we'll have a review of it sometime hopefully in December for you guys. <laughs> so yeah. Look forward to that. Hopefully on Christmas Day. Maybe we'll watch it on Christmas Day. Who knows? Uh, we also have Coming to America. This is coming to Amazon Prime. This is March 5th, 2021. I was hoping, I thought this one was supposed to come out in December, but it looks like it's now March. Mm-hmm. So
2: I'm excited for this one. Yeah,
1: yeah we've got to wait a little bit, but it'll be worth it. Uh, let's head into some trailers. 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 Uh we got a first trailer for Tom and Jerry this week which blended which blends 2D animation and live action. I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting it to look like this. I was expecting it to be a little bit more like more right. Alvin and the Chipmunks than than like Who Framed Roger Rabbit,
2: but you know, we'll see. Oh, no Who Framed Roger Rabbit looks much better than this.
1: Oh, it does. No, but yeah. that's I was expecting like Yeah. I was expecting like- the 2D
2: animation look but it, it, I, i'm trying to figure out was it 2d because there's some moments where they're still kind of 3d but like it's 2d at the same time it's like they can't make up their mind what d they want
1: yeah it's a it's very like shading. Um, yeah, yeah. cell shading exactly uh, we got the godfather part three snyder cut uh coda the death of michael corleone version coming out this is coming out in december um and this is like a recut of Uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Godfather Part
2: 3. Sure. Controversial Godfather Part 3.
1: Yes. Uh, We finally got a look at the trailer for Chaos Walking, which stars Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. This film was shot like three or four years ago and set on the shelf because the studio thought it was very bad. Um, They did some reshoots and now it's being released. And it sucks because there's a great cast here with Mads Mikkelsen as well. And it's directed by Doug. uh, Doug Lehman? Doug Lehman, Lehman. Yeah, Doug Lehman. Uh, and the book is very beloved i was talking to some friends who love the book and they saw the trailer and they were just like what the fuck is this so take that as you will godmothered is a disney plus film coming out with jillian bell and isla fisher pieces of a woman this is supposed to be vanessa kirby's uh oscar film mm-hmm. uh there was this film made a lot of waves i believe at the some film festivals in the summer and at tiff I think and it of was course cans. yeah cans yeah. that's it yeah and uh sound of metal which shay and i watched at tiff 2019 we absolutely adored this film yeah and uh we have our review up which we will be kind of re-promoting everywhere um on socials this week so definitely check out our review and check out this movie because it's coming in december to amazon prime and it is a must watch any other trailers you guys want to talk about about from that bunch
2: uh, I I just I wanted to say that Tom and Jerry just looks really bad. i um, and I'm <laughs> I'm so upset by it. Uh, I was didn't have like high hopes or anything, but it almost just seemed like none of the actors wanted to be in this either. They all phoned it in. Um, it looks cheap. It looks like a YouTube video. That's that's what I'll say. Godfather Part Three. I don't know if this is actually going to make a difference. I really don't know if a recut of that movie is going to all of a sudden make it amazing. Who knows? And uh, Chaos Walking was just rough. Bad week of trailers minus uh, the the last end. First half weak, second half stronger. You thought Godmothered was great? Uh, Oh, I didn't watch Godmothered, but at least pieces of a woman in Sound of Metal are are at least looking good.
0: Yeah, pieces of a woman. I saw that trailer. I'm like, damn, I got to watch this movie. Just just on the performance. Yeah. Um, It looks so good. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat with Tom and Jerry. I don't think I would watch that movie if it came out or if it was given to me for free.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Godfather is it, part
1: is it, a, is it coming to theaters or is it an HBO Max film? I, I think it's to theaters. Interesting for now. No. For now,
0: The Godfather part three, no need for it. Uh, it's we know how he dies, there is <laughs> like. There is that that I think it was a deleted scene because they never really showed it in the theaters, and then there was a deleted scene that was introduced, I think, with the digital release or the, a while back. Um, How he died in in um, I think it was Sicily or I want to say Tuscany, and then there is Chaos Walking, which visually look good, but I don't know anything about the storyline or the book it's based on. I'll watch it if it's on a streaming service but yeah i wouldn't make my way to purchase it Mm -hmm. or rent it okay and sound of metal yep it looks so good
1: oh it's great man! super good excited for you to watch it i think i i think you're gonna dig it a lot
0: i remember not wanting to watch it with you guys and i'm now regretting
1: (laughs) that we Good. we asked you, man. We're like we're like Anthony. Come, man. It's Saturday morning. We'll have a we'll have a beautiful morning together downtown Toronto watching this film. And you said no, guys. I don't
2: like you. Mm-hmm. I remember that man. very well. Yeah, I think that's so. um, how. Yeah. Uh,
1: shout out as well to our review on YouTube. Um, Shay, <laughs> uh, <took laughs> times. <laughs> shout out to us. No, Shay. Uh, Shay actually uh, completed all the closed captioning on that review as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to watch it with the closed captioning or subtitles on you have that option and i think for a film that does so much to um, push that forward and innovate on that and how we tell stories on film that's the least we could do for our review of it so definitely check out our youtube video on that and the link will be in our show notes out this week we have happiest season which we're going to talk about in what we're watching Stardust which is the David Bowie biopic. Uh, The Christmas Chronicles 2 is coming to Netflix. And Super Intelligence, which is the one we spoke about last week with Melissa McCarthy and James Corden. And I think that's all we need to say about that. Anything this week you're looking forward to, guys?
0: No.
2: No, that's that's pretty (laughs) much it. I mean... Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna watch Superintelligence. I, I don't think so. But I feel like, you know what? Through some desperation, I might end up watching it just to feel something. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but but I, I doubt it. Let's see what happens.
1: All right, Anthony, start us off with what you've been watching this week.
0: So uh, we're gonna start from the top and work our way down. <laughs> uh, this week, I'm still with the Bond series, so I continued watching um, in order. Uh, where I left off. So, this week I watched Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, The Men with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, and For Your Eyes Only. Those are quite a bit of a lot. That, those are a lot of Bond films. Hard to get through. Yeah. Moonraker. So, once, once, you know, Roger Moore took over, Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker were the best out of the the ones that I've seen Roger Moore um, in. But Moonraker had a scene where they actually battled in space and it was almost like a star Wars scene. (laughs) They're shooting lasers at each other. And I'm like, this is not a bond movie, but it it made a lot of money. And it came out during that time where star Wars came out it was 1979. Mm -hmm. And first encounters came out. So it made sense. It just didn't make sense for the character to be involved in a shoot 'em up in space. Of course. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, they're so hard to get through, man. I get either bored or just shocked that this was what people were watching back then. A lot of these action sequences were, you know, you touch the car, it would explode. It was yeah. just these <laughs> random. Random um, things that you find in these movies that just don't make sense for a character like Bond. Thank God for the later versions and hopefully the newer versions that come out, they won't go to those campy styles anymore. Um, I put on Tax Collector.
1: Is that the Shia LaBeouf, David Ayer one?
0: David Ayer, Shia LaBeouf film. Do not watch this. Do not watch this. Movie. It is, you know, Shia LaBeouf does a really good job playing his character. Everyone else, the acting is awful. And the movie has potential. It has super potential, but it was terrible. Terrible storytelling, terrible writing. The concept was actually cool because they play tax collectors for all these gangs in, in LA and they. They collect the money, you know. They pay their dues, and Shia LaBeouf's character, and I'm forgetting the dude's name. His name is uh, Bobby Soto. They go around collecting money as these tax collectors, and if you don't pay the money, you get like some sort of repercussion from their boss, which is the wizard. But dude, awful acting, awful writing. I wish Shia LaBeouf like the whole movie was around Shia LaBeouf because he gets into his character so well, and he really believes who he is. He does such a good job with that part of the movie, but everything else is terrible, 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 terrible pacing, terrible, terrible editing. Ugh, it's just bad. The, bad, the, bad
2: the real tattoos for right? Did he get yes, real tattoos? Is.
0: Yeah. Those Apparently, tattoos those are he real got. tattoos. Oh wow! Well, he had a lot of them. he had a lot of them I thought they were fake like every poor guy Um, and they really market Shia LaBeouf in this movie because I thought this movie was about you know these two but it's really about the other character which is Bobby played by Bobby Soto Mm. Shia LaBeouf is just a side character I'm like why did he even choose to make this movie with David Ayer I guess they have that that connection with Fury and Uh But like he's such a good actor that he could be, he could have been the main star. He doesn't need to be the saint, the side star. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah. it's interesting that he's the side character because he's very much painted as the main character by the trailers, right?
2: Yeah, and the poster. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the poster and the tattoos. <laughs>
0: I caught up with the Mandalorian. If you guys want to talk about the Mandalorian, I enjoyed the last two episodes, even though. Uh we did get a lot we got a little bit further down that storyline but again there's a lot of those sto- a lot of the story where he has to f- fulfill a mission to achieve a little bit more of where he yeah. has to get to um but I did enjoy the the Bryce Dallas Howard episode as well as uh what was the the last director was
2: Carl Weathers. Carl Weather's, Carl Weathers. I enjoyed did you, did, you, did you watch that one Daniel, I don't want to go into like a, a deep talk unless uh, you're comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. Okay, yeah. I didn't see it there near. The-
0: I enjoy. I'm sorry, guys, but I, I do enjoy when oh. Baby Yoda is injured and gets hurt, <laughs> <laughs> either when he falls and hits the ground or when he's eaten up by some monster. Or um,
1: <laughs> I messaged I message you, Anthony, when I watched the two episodes ago, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode where the that squid creature is like. Eating him, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you're going to enjoy this the episode.
2: face hugger, yeah,
1: yeah." The face hugger that was—I um, yeah. died of laughter because I'm like, "Yes, eat him."
0: But yeah. uh, these last two
1: episodes have felt a lot more Clone Warsy or Rebels, like the Star Wars Rebels show, mm-hmm. um, kind of feeling. Again, like I just—I just want us to get to like like you guys have been saying. Let's let's now that we're four episodes deep. Let's let's now start. Seeing this other side, we started seeing teases of it this episode where we're seeing what um, Giancarlo Esposito's character is up to, and he looks like to have some type of clone or stormtrooper army that he's building something um, like that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, let's let's. I would love an episode just on his character, yes, yeah. just to see what he's doing, you know, because it, it reminds me a lot of like how he was used The Boys, where it's like. He's in the boys, I think, a total of like three scenes. And it's like, yeah. was he just available like for these days? And like, they're just <laughs> making him like this looming character, but you're not actually seeing it. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, let's let's see where it's going. Enjoying the journey, but I want, I want, I want to see where this is going.
0: Yeah, I, and, I hope they really focus on other characters other than the Mandalorian, just so they build the Mandalorian's character up. Because when uh-huh. you get, like you're right, Daniel, when you get a story just on Carl Esposito's um, What's his name? Moff, Moff Gideon. Uh, Gideon, Gideon. Yeah, you you build that lore with this. Exactly, this guy could be um, a the the Mandalorians' arch nemesis, right? Instead of just being these run and gun characters that you kind of interact with, and then you leave, and then you come back in a couple of episodes after to say hi.
1: It'd be cool if they did an episode just on that. Like you know how we we, you know how we talk about episodes shows that have like an epi- a one-off episode where it's just on one mm-hmm. character or one set of characters. It'd be dope to have that in this world and just focus on him. I hope they do.
0: Now, one thing that I found interesting was that they were using Baby Yoda's blood for these type of clones. Which makes, which is weird because it's like, are we cloning Jedi's? Are we cloning people with the force or strong with the force? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Does, that, mm-hmm. like, that way. does that like translate to a clone? guess. Maybe they, like I force, guess force. These are, the things, force. These are the things that we're
1: waiting
2: to find out, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Force resistant, like here, uh, I don't know. Force powerful uh, stormtroopers or like the way they could like fight against it. It'd be I'm interested. I'm interested. Show it to me though, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I finish Miles
0: Morales, Spider Man. I, What'd you think? It was really good. I really enjoyed that ending. That was a pretty powerful ending. I really enjoyed it. I, um, I'm replaying it now just to platinum it. But uh, yeah, I, I actually liked the last mission in the story where he gets to interact with his father again um, and go on that scavenger hunt, which I really, really enjoyed as well. I thought it was great character development for him.
1: Yeah beautiful scene and what a beautiful game Well maybe next week or the week after we'll go into like a spoiler discussion on it just to give people some time to catch up and find PS fives mm-hmm. but what a what a special game
2: uh, Shay what about you what have you been watching this week uh, so we have a review of Antebellum up um, you know it's it's out there, so <laughs> just get, just, get <laughs> one, just get that one and listen to really know. Because I, I think we did a really good deep dive into that film. Yeah, we had, had a great discussion on it. We had a great discussion on it. Uh, continuing with my Marvel Cinematic Universe watch with my girlfriend, we uh, I was very conflicted on to how to proceed next. I was like, okay, maybe you know, now that I've opened up the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to her with, with Iron Man, maybe now I should jump into it chronologically. So I put on Captain America, the first Avenger. Then I realized that right after Captain America, the first Avenger, technically it would be Captain Marvel. If you were to look at it chronologically in the event. Right. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't put that on because that'll probably confuse the hell out of her because you just need a little bit more depth with, with these characters before you kind of jump yeah. into it. So now I'm going to eventually switch back over to, um, release like, order. Yeah. by release order and by phase order. So, um, uh, we really enjoyed Captain America: The First Avenger. She had a great time, and uh, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I have previously. Again, it, it, it has its faults, but it's not an awful movie by any yeah. chance. Yeah, it's a well made uh,
1: movie. It has it has beautiful like I think it's shot beautifully, and hmm. um, I just wish that it had more Captain America time in it. You know, Correct. like we have a mon- we have a montage in there, which is yes. fine, but it's like those those are scenes that you wish you would you could have seen. Right? Yeah, it, yeah. it
2: kind of gave me some vibes of. Um, Keenan with the crystal skull in the, in the effects area where the effects look kind of rough sometimes, where they look like they're yeah. really on a green screen or a blue screen, um, which, you know, doesn't, the stands out really awfully.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cause they went
2: for that, that forties vibe, right. Which they, it's, yeah. it's
1: Joe Johnson, who I think worked on Indiana Jones as well too. Um, I think he, makes sense. He,
2: yeah. He might have been like a visual effects guy on it, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched some more of the crowns. So I'm pretty much almost done season one now. I'm really enjoying it. Excited to get to season four. Hopefully by the next five years I can get there. <laughs> uh uh I watched- Joe Johnson,
1: yeah. He worked on Raiders, uh, Temple of Doom, and uh that's it does the v- visual effects a right? visual yeah. effects
2: director yeah makes sense and then that really makes sense then um I watched the fresh prince reunion I watched it twice I watched it once just by myself and then my mom wanted to watch it too so I put it on with her mandalorian uh, I wasn't as big a fan of this episode as I was the last one it still felt a bit slow to me but right at the end when we got more information about what was coming I got pretty excited about that um watched the Lego Star Wars holiday special that came out would you uh, think it was cute. Uh, it really, really felt like it was meant for kids. Uh, the jokes were, um, let's say, not the funniest. There's some. There's still some good moments in there, but it was a. It's a, it's it's a decent watch. I think kids will really like it. Um, good. There's a lot of funny uh, moments and a lot of uh, Easter eggs, I guess you could say. So a lot of cool things like that. But it's not something that I'd say you have to kind of rush out and watch. Um, but. Is it better than Rise of Skywalker? That was my question, man. That was my question. Oh, buddy. Is it, is it better than Rise of Skywalker? 100% <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I also watched Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, something just you know easy and fun to put on, and I, and I really enjoyed that film. And I finally finished also Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I am now going to my second play with it to get that platinum trophy. And I'm almost there. I think I have, like, a mission left.
1: Beautiful. Cool. Uh, for myself, uh, yeah, like we said, Antebellum, our review's up, it's out there, you could listen to it if you want to hear our thoughts on that film. Um, we got this trailer for the Godfather, Coda, Death of Michael Corleone, Too Fast, Too Furious version, so I'm like, you know, I'm kind of in the mood for the Godfather, so I, I put it on and I watched that. I watched Fat Man, which is a Mel Gibson film where he plays Santa Claus and... Um, yeah, that's the that's movie I watched. It's not made up. Uh, basically, what happened in this film is that uh, Mel Gibson plays Chris Kringle, <laughs> um, also known as Santa Claus, and, he's, and he kind of joins the U.S. military uh, because he's running low on funds, and he has to partner with the military and use the elves <laughs> as agents of the military, and then he also has an assassin who's trying to kill him. Um, this f- film feels kind of like a fever dream that I'm describing right now, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's an interesting film. I can't, I'll be honest, I could, I could easily say skip it, but it's, it's a very strange film. It feels like a movie that I would find for $5 at Walmart one day. You're, you're kind of walking around and you, you're digging through a big bin of, of DVDs, not even Blu-rays, DVDs, and then I feel like you'd find this movie there.
2: Well, that's um interesting so would you give it a <laughs> what would your rating be
1: i would say skip it it's an easy skip it all right <laughs> uh fresh prince reunion i watched as you did watch shay and my god this i think this was probably one of my favorite reunion specials i've ever seen just the way it <laughs> shot how the cast is together how they have paid tribute to um james avery and as uncle phil and also both aunt viv so seeing them both together um It was amazing and i think it's so well done and i think this is the standard for which all um reunion specials should be like this Mm -hmm. is how it should be done so it gives me hope that the friends reunion will be good uh we spoke about mando already and like you guys you know i've just been playing a lot of spider-man miles morales spider-man remastered and um assassin's creed valhalla and last night you know i was i was feeling about i was trying to get festive and i put on happiest season which is a Hulu film, which is releasing this week, as we said. It stars Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis and Victor Garber and Aubrey Plaza and Bree. Brie. There's a huge cast, and Dan Levy. There's a huge cast of characters in this film. Uh, Basically, the premise of this film is that um, Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart are a couple, and Mackenzie Davis is going home for the holidays and asks Kristen Stewart to join her. And um, basically, Mackenzie Davis' family doesn't know that their daughter is gay and she keeps it a secret from them. She's kept it a secret from them her whole life. And you really just start to see how their relationship kind of really changes because at first Kristen Stewart's more than happy to go along with it. But as the lie kind of grows and grows and grows, you really see how this lie of keeping who you really are from your family and your loved ones is kind of tearing them apart. And there's a really, there's a fun dynamic between like the sisters um, who are really fun to watch and just the family in general. So I I really actually did enjoy this film. It's coming out on Hulu for our, our viewers and listeners in the States this week. And it's coming out on iTunes to rent um, in Canada this week as well too. So I, I do, I did enjoy it. I would definitely say it's worth the time to stream it. So, so look forward if you're looking for something to get into the holiday spirit. I had, I had a fun time with this one. It was a cute movie. gentlemen. Yes. Uh, are you ready for some trivia? Yes. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah, you ready? Much? You ready? I think right, I'm ready for that. Too much? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. All right. You're in honor, ready. in honor of Wonder Woman finally getting a confirmed release date for HBO Max and Christmas Day, mm-hmm. I wanted to t- ask you guys about the film's villain. So, Cheetah. Cheetah is played by Kristen is, is being played by Kristen Wig. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you guys what year the cheetah first appear in the comic books. Is Damn. it 1943? Is it 1953? Is it 1963? Or
0: is it 1974? Oh, wow. Yo, man. Mm-hmm. So we, I said three,
1: so we got, not four. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, so again, the options were 1943.
2: 1953, 1963, or 1974. Um the only one that I can remember you saying is nineteen forty-three. So I'm gonna stick with that one. Answer's I remember, locked in. Anthony, how about you?
0: I remember back in nineteen
1: forty-three picking up
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Wonder Woman and seeing it there. Yeah, I I believe it's nineteen forty three. I think this she is Literally, her first villain.
2: Her oldest villain.
0: And even like the backstory is very 1943. <laughs> like when they were, they were exp- like she played a, a Indiana Jones Explorer and they were doing that back in that time, you know?
1: True, they exploring. were exploring. Great right? job. You are <laughs> both correct. It is Ooh. 1943. All right. Yeah. So we, you guys got another point on the board. Uh, which brings our new tallies. Let me just pull up our, our trivia board here. I think Daniel has five thousand. Five thousand points. I'm um, yes. close. Uh, Six thousand and seventy three. <laughs> um, so that brings Shay up to nine. That brings Anthony to twelve, and I'm at thirteen. Yikes! Listen, rakes. there's still time. There's still time to go, guys, to catch up. We have five or four more episodes left this year. So, I think Shay's so out, out of it though. Out. I don't think oh. Shay's out of it yet. Oh, a- she, am I? No, Shay's, Shay's in it still. Shay's all in it still.
2: Listen, it's not my fault that I didn't know who the country singer in Panic Game was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy! As always, you are listening to the Movie Podcast. You could catch a brand new episode every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to write in and be part of the show, we'd love to have you. Send your comments, suggestions, and corrections to this time with dot com slash talk. Don't forget to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and as always, join our Discord. Leave a review on Apple Podcast. That was This Time with the Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next.